Amen. Thank you, John. I do enjoy organ music. That organ's as old as the building, by the way. It was put in when the building was built. It's 107 years old, and, and uh, it still sounds great. Just a few brief comments today. Building the firm foundation, we're in Psalm chapter 127, verse 1, where the psalmist encourages us, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. As we do this service today, as we pause to dedicate this building on ourselves, we are on strong biblical footing and foundation. Throughout the Bible, God regularly called His people to come to a time to commemorate some event, some action, to sear it, hopefully, in their memory that they would remember what the Lord has done and that how the Lord had provided for them. One of the most uh, applicable and well-known stories to you, perhaps, is the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah had not grown up in the land of Israel in Jerusalem. Uh, early on, his parents had been carried into exile. He was in Babylon. But he got news that the city was in disrepair and it burdened him that the place of his fathers, the place of his people's worship, was broken down. And we have in chapter 1, the first thing Nehemiah does, he doesn't, he doesn't ball up into a fetal position and worry. He doesn't, he doesn't moan and groan. It says he went before the Lord and prayed. And he prayed for the Lord's favor as he went to the king to ask for permission to go back and repair the walls. And the king did give that permission. And the king provisioned Nehemiah with protection and goods. And Nehemiah came back and set the people's hand to the task of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And the walls were so important because that's what protected the people from the marauders, from the bandits, from the armies that came. And they were in disrepair. And at the end of Nehemiah, after they had completed that work, the last few chapters are involved with the people coming, praising God for His leadership, for His work, and then recommitting themselves to the work of God, recommitting themselves to worshiping God. They admitted, they confessed, they repented of turning away from worshiping God, of not following what God had said. And they made new affirmations to continue their gifts to the temple, to continue their involvement, to continue their worship. And so we here today, as we observe that our structure here has been renovated and repaired, we want to take time to rededicate this facility, as it was said earlier, the whole building, specifically the sanctuary, to the service of Almighty God. That is why God led the people in this area to start a church. In 1801 is when this church was actually began, and uh, then some years passed, and later they bought this property, they moved to it, they built this facility in 1915. All of that, in God's eye, and God's mission, was to proclaim Jesus Christ to the people in this area, in this community. 
and it continues on today. And so today we come together thanking God for His provision, thanking Him for sending us skilled workers that know how to do the job, thanking Him for sending us the finances to be able to do this job so that we can restore the church to its beauty and wonder and that more so we can do things like Julie did today with the children and with all of you to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and to help you grow deeper in that walk. Man is, is amazing when we stop to think about some of the engineering marvels. Even designing a building like this 110 years ago, they didn't have computers. Don't guess, don't know if they even had slide rules. Uh, for some of you in my age bracket that may remember slide rules. But they still, they calculated how to construct the building and skilled people built this. And it has a sure foundation because it has withstood over the times. Some of the facade has deteriorated, the roof needed maintenance certainly, but it's a sure strong foundation that holds up this building. Men are amazing, and men in uh, anthropomorphic, anthrop no, forget that word. <laughs> men as humanity are, are able to think and do wondrous things with the things we built but, as the psalmist said, if the Lord is not behind the work, then it's in vain. One, if, the, if it's for us and not for the Lord's purpose, then it's just to satisfy our pleasure, to, to satisfy our desires. But if it's for the Lord's purpose of reaching people and teaching people about Jesus Christ, then it's not in vain. And we are reminded here of our need to be vigilant Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. We need to be vigilant to the challenges around us. All you know, you've experienced how much our world is changing. The new challenges that are before us and before our youth. Uh, they face situations that we never knew when we were coming up through school. We need to be vigilant. There's a proverb that I really like. Uh, I like because of the warning it gives. It's a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and scarcity will come on you like a bandit. If we sit back and rest on laurels, if we sit back and don't continue being vigilant, moving forward, being, uh, being aware of the challenges ahead of us, listening to God, moving ahead, then scarcity or hard times will come upon us. We have to remain vigilant. These words Jesus took, they're, they're simple for a person to understand unless the Lord builds a house. We understand the concept of a house. We may not be qualified to design it, to actually build it, but we, we understand components of that. And so it's talking about that simple thing of building a house and possible the builders labor in vain. But of course God's word goes deeper. It, this is, that is a surface, an easy understanding. But as we grow and mature in the Lord, and as we read his scripture over and again, we understand it has great, great depth. And one of the things that Jesus Christ did when he came is he expanded those teacher, teachings. He took them further. He took them deeper. 
And He did that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, when He's talking about a, a story, a parable. And many of us may have sung the song in, in vacation Bible school, the wise man built his house upon the rock, but the, wall, but the house built on sand went splat. In John chapter, uh, Matthew 7, 24, Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. As we read that, any of us with some understanding realize God, Jesus is not teaching about the wisdom of where you build a house. He's not dealing with, while it's every bit true that you need to build that house on sure rock, on foundation, if you build it on shifting sands, it's not going to stand the storms. That's not his purpose. He's talking about this house of our lives. We are a vessel of the Holy Spirit. We are the embodiment of Christ here on earth. And Jesus is teaching that those who hear His words and practices them is like a wise person. We can hear so much. We can listen and, and yet forget. We can ignore. We can believe we're wiser than the words of Jesus Christ or God. We can choose to not take that which we hear and apply it to our lives. And if we do that, we are as the foolish builder because we're building our house, our life, our beliefs, our concepts, our, our, our paradigms on shifting sands because we're building them on our thoughts, on what we think about things, and we are flawed. We don't know everything. We don't have the benefit of omniscience, of knowing everything that occurs. We don't have the benefit of having always existed to where we have that experience. We have a very limited view of what's happening around us and a very limited insight. And when we try to base our life upon our interpretation, upon our wisdom such that it is, it is building on shifting sands. We need the rock of Jesus Christ. We need the rock of Scripture. We need the the teachings that are in here, they have lasted for thousands of years. God has been consistent in His teaching, and Jesus takes that further and deeper. And so we are here today to recognize that and to realize that if we want success in our world today, success being a healthy church, success being lives being changed from the 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 loss that they experience, the vacuum of God, the turmoil in their life. If they, we want to see homes healed, if we want to see children growing into youth and adults who have a sure sense of who they are, that they are a created being by a creator God that knows them 
formed them specifically and made them who He wants them to be and who loves them and embraces them when everyone else seems to betray them. If we want to have that kind of an impact in our world, we will be sure that what we do in our lives and what we do in this structure adhere to the rock of Jesus Christ, that adhere to His teachings, to His words. And it is not an easy thing. It is not automatic. There's another proverb that said, it is, the, uh, it is the pleasure of God to conceal a matter and the pleasure of kings to seek it out. God doesn't make everything in black and white. He teaches us concepts. He teaches us principles. But we need to be in constant contact with Him. We need that daily time, that regular time, praying to Him, reading His Word, talking to Him, letting Him talk to us. That's the Holy Spirit that does that giving us instruction, giving us wisdom, giving us help. And as we learn to listen, to know His voice, and then to put what His voice says, put what His instructions are into practice, we will see success. Not success necessarily in tons of money. That may not be successful. Not success in in becoming prominent in politics or in the public's eye. But we can be a success in helping people turn their lives around and helping people find God and helping people, other people, learn how to deal with the problems in life. We can see our children raised with values that that support them and undergird them as they go into the challenges of life. We do that as we build a firm foundation on the Word of God And so that's what we are here to do today is to make that dedication. You have in your bulletin this folded sheet. I'll ask that you take it now and stand with me. It's a responsive reading. I will read some lines and then we ask that you would respond where it says response. So if you'd stand and we'll go through this. I pray as you read it, that it will be a prayer and an affirmation upon your heart wherever you serve. We have guests here who uh, worship in other locations, but when you go back, I hope that you will take these words and apply them to your place of worship. Dear friends, now that we have completed repairs on this sanctuary and paid all indebtedness on it, let us dedicate this house of worship and rejoice in its holy use to the glory of God who has called us by grace, to the honor of Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us, to the praise of the Holy Spirit who illumines and sanctifies us. For the worship of God in prayer and praise, for the preaching of the everlasting gospel, for the celebration of the holy sacraments, For the comfort of all who mourn, for strength to those who are tempted, for light to those who seek the way. For the hallowing of family life, for teaching and guiding the young, for the perfecting of the saints. For the conversion of sinners, for the promotion of righteousness, for the extension of God's reign. 
in the unity of the faith and the bond of brotherhood and sisterhood, in love and goodwill to all, in gratitude for the labors of all who love and serve this church, in loving remembrance of those who have finished their course, and the hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, we dedicate this house. May that be our prayer and our action as we move forward.